What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lightweight's podcast. Today's guest, Landon Barker. Thank you, thank you. You have a debut song coming out. I do. What's it called? Friends with Your Ex. What's it about? It's kind of about like falling in love with the person like you're technically not supposed to, but kind of still seeing the seeing things through. Yeah. And uh, kind of just seeing how it goes. And from my uh, situation, it went pretty well. It worked out for you. Yeah. Uh, you have your music video coming out too, right? Yeah, I do. Debut music video. Debut music video, yeah. Any cool cameos? Yeah, my girlfriend's in it. Um, I have, I'm not sure if you know Zach. I have Zach Lugo in it. I have one of my best friends, Mikey. Another one of my best friends, Carl. Um, and then, I'm trying to think who else I have. Oh, and then I have my real drummer in it. Oh, really? Yeah. So your live performance is going to be your same full band that you normally have? No, actually. So I actually had the actor um, who plays uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend in the music video. Um, he's in my band and he like has never picked up a guitar a day in his life and I haven't played guitar in my band. The only person that's in my real uh, working band uh, that I like tour with and play with is my drummer. Oh, okay. That's in the video. So with this being your debut music video, were you nervous and kind of really meticulous about how everything had to be done? Dude, totally. I'm a perfectionist and a control freak with everything, with my songs, with my music, with uh, anything creative. Like, I, it has to be, like, my merch. Is, everything is done by me, pretty much. Like, yes, I do have help, and I'll, and I'll ask, like, oh, can you make it like this? But I'll have people do it a hundred times until I, I like it. Like, I, I'm very, very, like... Cause that dude, that's what it's all about. Like that's when people start getting the respect that they deserve. It's like Frank Ocean doesn't put out an album without looking at every single little detail. And I really, really am just like that. I feel like I'm a control freak. Hang on, let me just scoot that a little closer to your mouth. Got it. Do you have your album art in your head already planned out? Um. Yeah, dude. I have a bunch of ideas for it already. Like um. I don't know what I'm going to call it. I have a few, uh, like, ideas for it. Um, but just depending on whatever it's called, I definitely will uh, have it planned out, like, weeks before. I'm really excited for everything that you're releasing because you do look at it, like, yeah. this 360 view. And I know you're a big fan of Neck Deep. Huge Neck Deep fan. I feel Huge like they Neck do the Deep same fan. thing. Like, their album artwork gets me so excited to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and it's like, it's really everything. Creative is everything, in my opinion. Like, the, the creative process to everything and how people choose to map out everything shares a lot about the human being themselves, you know? And one day I want to be able to be so good at Photoshop to the point where I'm making and editing everything. Because, like, having other people, like, help you out. Like, for instance, I work with, like, a uh, like a Photoshop editor for all of my stuff, my merch, everything. And I'll have a vision. And sometimes when like that vision doesn't get completed how I've envisioned it, it's like makes the process so much harder. And he's a great editor and he's a great Photoshopper, but nobody's going to see it exactly how you see it, you know? Did your music video come out to how you saw it? Yeah, I really do think so. I think uh, the only thing I'd say is like, for some people, when I was first playing it, was like there was a kind of like a context problem where like nobody really understood exactly what was going on. So I like went back 
three times, four times, five times until like the storyline made complete sense. God. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. So you have all eyes on you a lot for yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do. Is it hard for you to develop and grow and figure out your sound with all of that? I don't want to say pressure, but the amount of eyes on you. Yeah, dude, completely. Because it's like a lot of people get that experimenting, um, that time that they that they that they can experiment with their music and see what works and what doesn't, and not be criticized on it. But it's also a blessing because I also have all these eyes, and if I am doing something right, there's. 15 times more people that are going to see it than the average human being. So it's like, it's a blessing and a curse. I'm just, I just, I'm thankful for that. You know, do you have an inner circle for that? You send everything to that. You try and trust their advice and what they're going to say. Dude, my dad, my dad, I show everything that I do to my dad because I feel like, uh, I think he's a creative genius and he's super duper smart and he'll tell me if it's lame. Like he, he'll be like, dude, that's not cool. Whether like, I show it to my friends that don't know a thing about music or a thing like aren't very on the creative side, you know, and they'll be like, dude, this is sick. And then my dad will be like, nah, that's not that cool. Like you could do something way cooler, you know? And your dad's Travis Barker and a bunch sure. of rock bands, Blink-182. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he give you that advice in a producer aspect with a fatherly figure outlook? I, I see what you're saying. Um like what cuz he has two hats in that. Right, he totally does. Um he'll be like I say it's more of in like a music way. It's not really in like a dad way because like a dad way and like a mom's way is like everything that their kids do is perfect. So no, whenever it comes to music and work, my dad like talks to me in like a work way. But when it comes to life and I'm like, dude, I'm going through it with this girl and da 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 da, then he comes to me like a dad. But when it's about work, it's about work, you know? That's so cool you guys have that line figured Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. But I'm glad because then like if he was coming to me like like a like somebody that is just like a friend that's like, oh, you can do no wrong or like a mom way. You know what I mean? Then I probably wouldn't trust his opinion as much, you know, so I kind of need that. I need him to come to me like a like a work partner first. Do you ever take his advice as like a dad? Don't tell me what to do or do you view it? Like his subject wise, like, like, uh, in other subjects. Yeah. But not in music. Yeah, I feel like I can't do that. That would be stupid of me. You know, your TikTok songs are a lot of sounds, dancing trends. Right. Right. Can you ever see yourself opening up for vlogs? Oh, sorry. What does that mean? Like doing vlogs? Yeah. Showing more of your life, talking to the camera type. Yeah, man. I was actually going to do, uh, uh, uh like a three-day vlog like leading up to this single release and then i like got a camera and i started like filming myself and i just kind of like i was like what the fuck am i doing like i'm not good at this so one day eventually yeah dude totally maybe i'll just vlog the actual like show day um or or, or tomorrow i gotta send you the invite too i'm throwing a release party oh that'd be sick yeah yeah so tomorrow night so uh right after this i go into rehearsals but yeah, dude. Um, I'm I'm definitely uh, definitely want to vlog the the some something about this song because I want to make it like a big moment, and I I feel like this is a big moment in my life, which is so funny because I feel like I tend to like I feel like everybody does when it, when somebody has something big coming out that's big to them, it feels like the whole world revolves around them, right? 
You know what I mean? Like, like the biggest day. So I feel like this is like the biggest day and I just want to like do as much as I can for it. <laughs> it's insane. And I'm, that's why I'm, I'm so stoked that you were down to come here because it's like your debut of everything. This is the yeah. start. This is the start. Yeah, it is. And I'm beyond excited and I just want to show as much as myself as I possibly can, you know, and just let everybody decide how they feel about everything and just put it put myself out there you know in your so. music video it's you singing and you're holding a guitar correct are you playing it live as well i am playing it live on that song i actually am not the best guitar player but i've been learning over like the past six months and one day i hope to be a really good guitar player but i can play most of my songs on guitar how long is your set going to be tomorrow um, my set tomorrow is going to be only four songs cause it's like a release party. Yeah. I'm more, I'm just there to celebrate. Um, like I've been 34 days sober, um, no alcohol. Um, congrats. Thank you. But tomorrow I'm going to have a nice like glass of champagne or something. You got to celebrate. You got to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> You're dating one of the most famous women on the planet. Right. Charlie D'Amelio, what strain does that bring to the relationship? Well, here's the thing. I feel like um, in the past, she's been in relationships where they were like almost obligated to post together. And for us, it's not like that. It's more just if we're going out and we like our outfits, we'll put up the phone and make a stupid TikTok, you know? Or if we take a cute photo together at a football game we'll post the photo it's just it's just like anybody else's relationship honestly and i feel like that's the way to make it healthy and that's the way that we're um happy together is like not putting any pressure on it and just living our lives and doing what we want because when there's like a goal with a relationship it's like it's like that's it's just fake you know and i feel like i don't i just don't care for that i just i'm i want to just live my life with the people I love and surround myself with. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. If you don't know, Rosetta Stone is the number one most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. That's right. You can now immerse yourself in the language you want to learn. So whether you're traveling abroad or you want to watch some foreign movies and TV shows, break down the communication barriers with Rosetta Stone. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, the list goes on and on. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Pick up the language naturally, first with the words, then phrases, then sentences. It's designed for long-term retention. Plus, there's the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer, but for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash today. That is 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem now for 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Good people, you know. She's obviously supportive of your music career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she draw inspiration for your songs? Yeah, dude. Totally. Totally. Um like just like anybody, we've had our ups and downs in our relationship and um I've definitely written a few songs about her. Yeah. And I've, I I tend to like um actually one of my favorite lyrics ever is um it's it sounds it sounds like stupid when you like say it out loud, but as a musician, MGK once said in a song, he said, I have to go through shit to keep writing, like writing music. And I feel like that's like literally what creates the best music is when like somebody pours their heart and soul into a song. Not saying I did on this last one because, but I definitely have in like certain songs, you know what I mean? So when you're going through a hardship, do you have a process for how you translate that into your song? Um, yeah, most of the time I'll just start with like a certain word, like the, one of the coolest ways I feel like is like, let's say theoretically you're going through it with your girlfriend and, um, she said something to you that like really, really hurt you. Like, for example, like, um, let's say she said, I'm trying to think of something like, uh. Like, this will never work. Let's say she said that. This will never work. You could start a song with that. Like, wh whatever it is. And that could be, like, the punchline. Like, when she said, this will never work. And then I'll just write off of that. And then what's that process like? Do you write it in your notepad and then you bring that to the studio? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely write that down. Dude, there's so many times I've, like, sat there and, like, wrote, written stuff down that um people have said to me or, like, that I've heard, like, uh the other day i went to dinner with um guram uh he's the designer of vetmont uh beautiful clothing brand um and miguel the singer and miguel told me a quote because I, I i as a as a musician and a, as a creative person i um one of my favorite questions to ask like people that inspire me is what inspires them so i asked him i said what inspires you and he told me this quote. I forgot what he said it was from, but he told me a quote. And the quote went something like, I don't want to go through life and come out of life looking like squeaky and clean and nice. Like I want to go out of life. Like I, I, when I when I'm done with my life and when I when I'm yeah, when I'm done with my life, I want to go out with flames behind me and scratches and bruises and know that I actually lived. And I just thought that was so cool. So I wrote, I wrote that down the other day. And then for your other songs that you're performing, are those going to be on your album? Yeah, most of them, most of them. Um, I honestly just don't know yet because like, I feel like uh, every single time I get in the studio, not every single time, but most of the time, whatever I make, I think is better than the one I made before. So I'll always go through this thing where I'm my biggest critic and um, I'll hate what I made last week, but love it and then make a new song and hate what I made. And I'll like never want to hear it again. But then you just have those sessions where you're like, damn, this is just awful. And you feel like shit about yourself. You're like, I feel so bad and I 
am a horrible musician. And then you have those sessions where it's great. So I feel like it's like almost like a, a being a creative person has it's full of ups and downs no matter what. When you finish your song, do you have a little ritual of you're like going out to your car and listening to it in the stereo and driving somewhere? Yeah, dude. I mean, definitely like I'll I'll be like pressuring whoever produced it or whoever engineered it to send it to me as soon as fucking possible because I'm like I can't wait to listen to it and judge it and then when I get the mix, the car is the best place to listen to it because when you think about it, all the people that are going to listen to your song, where are they going to be listening to it? Probably in their headphones or on their phone sometimes, but most of the time in their car. So you can hear it exactly how everybody else is going to hear it before they hear it. Right. So you spoke about you went out to lunch or whatever with Miguel. You were surrounded with rock legends throughout growing up. Mm -hmm. Was it hard to keep grounded and not lose yourself? Because I feel like you're a very level-headed person. Excuse me. Um, Honestly... I feel like being around those people made it even easier, in fact. Um, I say that because rarely, I feel like, do you... It's not rarely, but people that have been in the game and, like, have really succeeded, most of them are pretty level-headed and humble. It's the people that are new to fame and getting all this at once that are not so level-headed. But... Those are most of the people, most of the time, those people aren't the people that have longevity. It's the people who stayed level headed and stayed kind to everybody around them. And, uh, yeah, honestly, I feel like, so I feel like seeing the difference between like those people was probably what inspired me to like be like, oh, yeah, you gotta remain humble. Seeing my dad, my dad, I feel like is one of the most humble human beings I know. And, um, that's like, I feel like that's definitely where I got that from. I don't like, I, I, I see those other type of people and I just think, eh, like I don't want to stay away from it. You know, who are some of the people that really you drew your energy to because they were so kind to you? Um, man, growing up, it was like, uh, gosh i feel like such a loser for for forgetting but um like the lead singer of my chem um gerald yeah yeah yeah. when i was younger he was just super sweet to me when my my dad and him were on tour Mm. mgk even super duper kind to me and and uh super because like dude at the end of the day they're 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 there to work with my dad and they don't have to go out of their way to be nice to me. I'm just some little fucking kid standing there, like, all goo-goo-eyed over them. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like those people that did go out of their way, I'll never forget it. There's so many of them. But the people that didn't, I'll also never forget it, you know? So I feel like that's, like, I- I've I've been in the standpoint, uh, not not the standpoint, but I've been in, like, the position of being a fan forever and I still am in the position of being a fan to some people so I I understand how it feels so everybody who considers herself a supporter a fan of me I I want to go out of my way you know I I feel like that's how you keep them and and let them know that um, you support them just as much as they support you you know yeah 
you mentioned that you would go out on tour and you went out for the past 10 years with your dad. Yeah. Was that, do you feel like that enhanced your childhood? Because I feel like you got to see the world and you got to be around all these. Like, yes and no. Um, yes, because I did get to be around a lot of cool people, but I also wasn't around many kids, you know? So all my friends at school would be going to summer camps and be hanging out all summer. I'd be on tour with a bunch of adults and my little sister. So I'd kind of go a little bit crazy sometimes. But um, yeah, there's their ups and downs to it. I'm still like super thankful that I did get to experience all those cities and places and got to be around that for so long. But yeah, dude, I, I definitely like didn't have as many friends growing up because of that, you know? Were you and your sister pretty close during those times? Hell yeah. Cause we, were like, we were like all each other had. Like we would just sit there all day and just like, dude, I'd play Barbies with her and like on the tour bus, like I would do anything because I was just like that. We and her were like best friends. Do you ever feel like you had to share your dad with the public? Hmm. No, not, not really. I mean, maybe a little bit like at like Disneyland. I think I said this in an interview before, uh, he got asked, like, I counted, me and my friend went to Disneyland, and we counted 250 photos. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's not, like, not like a quick photo, like, can we get a selfie? It's like, dude, I love your work, da 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 Like, they're little conversations, you know what I mean? And my dad stopped for every single one of them. So, like, Disneyland was definitely, like, the worst that it ever got. Yeah. But, yeah. That's a good counting game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your dad offered for you to go to college. Yeah. But you opted not to. Yeah. How long ago was that? A year ago? It was right when I graduated high school. Um, he tried to convince me to go to Berkeley School of Music, which is a blessing for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people would love to go there, and I'm very thankful that I got the opportunity to go there, but I did not want to. Like, no matter what, I didn't want to. I mean, obviously everyone's experience yeah. is different, but do you think you made the right decision now a year later? Yeah, 110%. I wouldn't have met my girlfriend. Um... I wouldn't have gotten the past year of musical experiences that I did. I wouldn't have sold out the Roxy. I wouldn't have uh, done all the stuff that I that I've done today. I feel like all all my biggest accomplishments that I've done today, like I wouldn't have performed at Coachella, dude. Like I wouldn't have uh, met all these cool people and just started. You know what I mean? I'd be at school learning about music and I'd probably come out of there with perfect pitch or something cool, but I feel like I'm I I got so much for the, this year and I and I've learned so much and I've grown so much as a musician and I've made so many good musical friends and that I love working with and I feel like I wouldn't have been in the position I'm in today, you know? Yeah. I feel like you do bust your ass and like Yeah, dude. That's really why you're in the position that you're in because you're the one yeah. steering the ship. Dude, always. Yeah. I'm the one that's like calling my manager being like let's go do this like get me into this or or let me let me do this you know like I'll, I'll have him like emailing like 300 emails a week just to random different things that come to my mind like I'll be using a water bottle and I'll be like dude let's work with them like so I feel like all like the cool brand deals that I did like even like my collaboration with boohoo man that I'm really proud of because I actually sat there and like designed everything um so yeah, man, I'm I'm really really excited that I didn't go and um 
really thankful for all opportunities that I've gotten this year. And I, um, yeah, like I did behind the blinds recently. That was, that was so much fun. And I like, I'm also going into the modeling world too, which I like really, really love. But, um, and thank you to dying California for me not going to college too, man. <laughs> like super thankful for that. What would you credit that for? What do you mean? Because dude, like, um, before dying Cali, um, well, the story of dying California is pretty insane. I've told it like a few times, but I'll, I'll tell it again. Um, so here's how it happened. I was in the studio and MGK was in the studio right next to me, uh, working with my dad and I was in like the B room. Um, and I was just working on something with my friend LJ and my engineer and, he had a guitar loop that he had been uh, playing on his computer that he had written a, a while ago. And it was like the and it was literally just that. And me and him walked into the other room. There was like a bed at the studio. And we literally just sat on the bed. We were like, this is a fire loop. Let's really lock in on this one. So we did it. And it was like, we figured out the like the kill the me I used to be. Am I dying California? It was actually, I'm the death of California. In my mind, I had a dream and saw a demon. Yeah, I know. Whatever it was. And we went back in the studio. And while Kells was walking by, we had someone had just opened the door. And Kells had heard the the song. He was like, dude, this is hard. So he walked in there. And he was like, I think you should lay it down like this, though. And he got on the mic, did his thing, whatever. And then after that, my engineer sent me a bounce. And I didn't, six months later, didn't hear anything about it. And... I decided one day, I was like, I'm going to preview this on TikTok, not knowing that that's like not that cool to do. Like you, I probably shouldn't have done that. So I previewed it on TikTok. What does that mean? You previewed it? Like I grabbed <laughs> the sound and put it on TikTok. <laughs> and when I did that, somebody on YouTube grabbed it and they put it on, uh, uh, somebody off TikTok grabbed it and put it on YouTube. While I guess Megan fox was scrolling on her phone she found that on youtube and was like this is one of my favorite songs you've ever made kels and or like this one's really good or whatever whatever it was she just i didn't know that she really liked it and she showed it to him and then he texts my dad and goes travis i have a really weird idea and i didn't i I don't think i was supposed to see this at the time i had my dad's computer for school because I was still in in high school so I didn't like I had broken my computer so I was using my dad's computer and I'm like typing at night whatever like watching YouTube or something and I get a text and it says MGK I have a really weird idea and I'm on his computer and my dad's like in the other room he goes (laughs) hit me with it and he goes dude I saw a snippet of Landon's Dying California song I want to put it on the album and then my dad goes let's do it (laughs) and after that um my dad and DTA uh, actually were able to, like, give me, like, a record deal and all that. So, because, um, like, DTA isn't just going to throw somebody a record deal because it's under it's under Elektra, and Elektra's under Warner. So, um, they, like, yeah, my dad could have been like, yeah, yeah, give him a record deal. They'd be like, for what? He has no music out. So, really, it's just... I'm I'm really thankful to that song because that's literally what got me the record deal, um, and I'm so thankful to MGK because that couldn't have worked out better. That was like the universe. That was God, you know. Yeah. It was yeah. 
crazy. How conscious are you in your decision making knowing that like anything you do can and might and will be picked up by the gossips, the teas? Dude, I'm so careful now. When I was younger, I wasn't and I almost like probably like got canceled a few times like just being like a stupid teenager, you know? So like even my friends, if my friends say something stupid, I'm just like shut shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know? Like I'm like I just think it's like uh but that comes with maturing, you know? I feel like as an adult you know what to say and you know what not to say. As a kid, you're just stupid. Like kids are stupid. But the problem is luckily um I wasn't being like that watched as a kid because I feel like everybody's done things as a kid that are like so fucked up, you know? And um I'm but I'd say I'm pretty fucking careful. Like I I but not like not being myself because I'm still myself and I'll still like I still have like a, a trucker's mouth and, and uh, cuss a lot and, and whatnot and say out of pocket shit here and there, you know, but it's not to the point where it's like I'm disrespecting anybody, you know? No, I saw a video of you and Charlie walking past the paparazzi and you're like, OK, you got it. Yeah, it was yeah. very, very. I don't want to say professional, but like you handled it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was tired and she was like not feeling good and i was like they're just super super pressuring and i was like yeah yeah you got it you got it there's one clip of me like uh last year my dad was in the hospital and uh i had just played madison square garden with kells and um i was going to the after party and while i was leaving the paparazzi came they were like praying for your dad man because my dad was in the hospital with pancreatitis and like I would call him and he literally was like unresponsive. Like I would literally be like, dad, I love you. He'd be like, mm. like n- literally nothing. And I fucking was like trying to get my mind off of it. And like the doctors were all like saying like, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And I like, didn't, I just didn't know. Cause when I'd call him, like he literally wouldn't even open his eyes. He would, he was in so much pain. And then he went to like emergency surgery that night. He had just like gotten out of emergency surgery and the paparazzi were like, praying for your dad, man, yeah, I'm praying for your dad, man, praying for your dad, man, praying for your dad, like, say it, like, six times, I was like, dude, fuck off, and I walked into the car, and there's, like, a whole clip of me just flipping them off, but, yeah, dude, that shit was fucking horrifying, I was, like, stuck in New York, I was, I bought my flight to fly home the next day, and then, luckily, the next day, like, his levels went down, but, like, his pancreatitis levels were, like, um, insane, um, his pancreas levels were insane, and they were like, they're supposed to be at like 40 or something. And they were at like something insane, like something insane, super duper high. But that was probably like one of the worst moments of my life. Just like calling your dad. And that's somebody who's like really the only person I ever really had. And uh, calling him and having like him be like unresponsive, like seeing your parent like that is fucking like heart wrenching. It's so bad, you know? Is he okay now from all of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's doing way better. But it was actually because of uh, he went in for a surgery. And the surgery was just supposed to be like an a endoscopy or a colonoscopy, one of the two. I think a, a colonoscopy where they like stick the tube up your butt. Um, and the doctor there thought that there was like a pallop on his pancreas and there wasn't. So the doctor ended up cutting out a piece of his pancreas and my family and my dad went to Nobu. I was in New York with Charlie and 
while they were at Nobu, my dad was good. He went home and he called the ambulance. I know my dad's like a G when it comes to like pain or anything like that. Like he was in a plane crash, you know, like he can handle it. Like he's, he's good, you know, he's really good with that. And for him saying, he, like, I got a call being like, yo, dad saying he needs to call the ambulance. He's in an in immense amount of pain. Like he's super, he's in so much pain. And I'm like, okay, like, can you guys keep me updated? And I'm in fucking New York, like sitting here in this like hotel room like maybe like a little bit bigger than this room just like walking in circles going crazy and then they're like he has uh, pancreatitis and I'm like what the fuck but like pancreatitis is one thing I'm pretty sure that's just when like your pancreas swells up they didn't know that they cut a piece of his pancreas out so he was just in like like in your pancreas I'm pretty sure it's like I'm not super good with this type of stuff but I'm pretty sure it's like what filters everything and so he just in like crazy amount of pain and um i'm calling him i'm like dad are you okay he's like i think so like and he's every single time i call him his eyes were shut and it's like barely could could talk they'd be like yeah, yeah 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 like and i would just i was just like what the fuck is going on and then i had the show the next day i'm like dude is he getting better i was like i'm gonna give it one more day see if he's getting better and he wasn't getting better so i booked my flight and then right when i booked my flight he ended up starting to feel better and they got his levels to go down oh, but yeah God. dude for the longest time like I felt like a year out there that like I didn't know if he was gonna be okay or not, and thank God he was okay. And it's completely over with now. Yeah, so I'm sure it could like swell up again, um, and I'm not sure exactly how it works, but yeah, dude, he's he's back to it. And like, I knew I knew it was off when my dad couldn't stand up. My dad wakes up at eight thirty every morning, goes to the gym, does a two hour workout. Like, there was something fucking off. And calling your dad and not being able to like, he was like damn near unresponsive. It was like the worst thing in the world ever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier the plane crash. Yeah. He famously wasn't going on planes mm -hmm. until about a year ago, two years ago. Yeah, dude, he's better on planes than I am. Like, really? My sister is pretty good on planes, too. I'm the worst at planes. Yeah. yeah I'm, I like, and I don't even know if it's from that, but when I go on a plane, I sit on it like thinking that it's my last day on earth every single second of it it's so fucking awful yeah like dude i have to take xanax on planes and i like hate xanax so much like it's so awful were you blown away that he went back on a plane yeah fuck yeah i was so scared <laughs> and then he like started flying every other day i'm like dude <laughs> like calm the fuck down so you had moments you performed at coachella yeah as a kid, when Blink would play, you'd be standing on the side of the stage. Performing. Did you, exactly. Did you envision that for yourself at a super young age? Like, I want to be up there. Yeah, dude, I'd be right right next to my dad's drum kit. Could the crowd see air you? air guitar. They could see me. <laughs> <laughs> playing air guitar, singing every single song. And it felt like for me as a kid, I was like, okay, when the band goes on, it's my time to go on too. <laughs> like <laughs> You're getting ready in your own yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like it was it was my time to go on stage so i knew i always wanted this you know i've always wanted to be a part of uh to make music you know was your sister there too um no she wasn't doing what i was doing she, was, <laughs> she would just sit back i would sit there and like had a microphone stand had a microphone that was disconnected had a guitar that was disconnected and i would just perform <laughs> on the side what did you want for yourself did you want to be just you or did you want to have a band did you want i just wanted to be me and I feel like that's what I'm going to do. I'm always going to have my band. And I feel like I this year I literally found my band, which is so tight. Um, like, 
some of the boys in there I know I'm going to play with for the rest of my life. You should never know. You know, things will change. But I know that some of the boys in there I'll definitely play with for the rest of my life. It's funny, dude. My band is, like, full of 30-year-olds, so. <laughs> Got to get some younger guys in there. <laughs> Who else do you get inspiration from? Obviously, you said Neck Deep. Yeah. What other, like, punk bands do you listen to? Mm, Neck Deep, Bring Me the Horizon, Taking Back Sunday, um, Blink, obviously, Green Day. Uh, do you like the story so far? Love the story so far. So good. Clairvoyant, it's a great song. Um, I, I I used to listen to all that stuff. Uh, Sleeping with Sirens, like uh, even like Crass, um, which is like super hardcore punk band. Um, hold on, let me bring my phone out because there's this one song that I was listening to for the longest time. I have a whole playlist literally called Emo. Um, <laughs> a Day to Remember, Neck Deep. Taking Back Sunday, uh, More Neck Deep, uh, fuck, what was that song called? Would you ever want these people to collab on your album? Honestly, man, um, I love pop punk music. I have such a inspiration from it, and I love it so much, but that's actually not what I've been making. I've been making a lot of, uh, like, actually, uh, like, pop music and um, indie music and, like, indie rock. I've been really going in that kind of lane, like... Uh, very like i've been really 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 inspired by dominic fike and kind of going that lane so good but also taking my background and putting a little taste of it in there you know yeah would you do an ep or a full album first um probably gonna try and do an ep early next year and then maybe late next year an album if not next the year after that and then would you have the same producer do the whole album or would you do kind of a mix of people um do totally do a mix of people and um but i feel like when you do an ep there's a little bit less pressure like when you put out an album it's like a big decision like okay i'm ready and it's like your freshman album you have to be like it has to be great you know because this is like an album is something that never ever 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 will go away like you can't unrelease an album you know when you put on an album, you got to love every single second of it. I feel like EPs kind of get, like, thrown under the rug here and there, you know? And you could do, like, great EPs, or you could do, like, eh EPs, and there's a little bit less expectations. So I want to start with an EP for sure. Do you feel like you have a leg up on other people because of your big TikTok following? Because um, I feel like that's almost the new way of promoting songs. Dude, totally. Yeah, I mean, growing on TikTok is a great way to promote music and i've i've been uh i don't think i could I, I don't think i could uh be as confident with my music without my tiktok following you know yeah and i because i went all the way down to the bottom of your page you were doing tiktok 2019 ish dude i've been doing tiktok since like 2016 oh even earlier yeah dude but i made that account and so here's what happened i had like I was doing musically at one point, so I've like I've been grinding that that app for so long, dude. And you were on Instagram when you were ten. Yeah, yeah, dude. Fucking was big on the social media as a kid. Did you understand it, like the reach no. on it? No, you were just fucking just around. Like, this is like something that's my own that I can call my own. I thought was cool, you know. Yeah. Was there a lot of thought into what you actually shared? Or was it just like... No, I was like... <laughs> I don't think I have like one photo that I took down that I was looking at the other day and it was like me with like 
like little like green like slick back hair with like a bandana and i'm like this i'm like three pock lol <laughs> it's like the caption no no thought was going into it at all <laughs> so what's your day-to-day like now obviously you have the release party tomorrow you're in the studio five six times a week yeah is that all um, that's your main focus main focus yeah and i'll take like if i need like a once again like that you got to go through life to keep writing music if I'm, like, kind of dry, I'll, like, take three days, four days off. But, yeah, dude, most of the time, some days I'll even do, like, session after session. I'll do a session at, like, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., then 5 p.m. to, like, 3 a.m. Like, I'll be I'll be really, really in there. And for the longest time, I, like, was kind of, uh, like, not being as serious as I should have been. I, like, kind of told my girlfriend, and I was like, I'm going to start working in the studio a lot more and i'm gonna have a lot more late nights and she was like they kind of bummed on it but you know like work is work and i don't think that she loves the fact that like musicians kind of work at weird hours especially me because like i'll my schedule fluctuates all the time like sleeping schedule like sometimes i'll sleep from i'll stay up all the way until 1 p.m and sleep till 8 p.m and then work from like 9 p.m to 12 p.m. or, or yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's super duper weird. Or I'll be on a great schedule. I'll wake up at 9 a.m. like I did today and then go to sleep at 10 p.m., you know? So, what are those three days of you clearing your mind like? Um, just grabbing inspiration and, and taking a second to live my actual life and, and figure out what inspires me, you know? And I do that by just doing things that make me happy hanging out with my friends and uh playing a little bit of video games going to the local coffee shop you know what i mean like i'll i'll uh i'll do it just by like finding happiness and then when i find happiness i feel like that's when i find inspiration but i also find inspiration in dark times in my life as well so i really just like i need i like take a step out of just like music mode because you can get really wrapped up in music and like almost faking it and i don't want to fake anything that i'm saying in my songs um, so yeah, I'll just like find what makes me happy or find what's not making me happy and I'll go back to it, you know? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Cool. Well, single comes out tomorrow. Yes. Music video tonight. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Cool. Let's Thanks so much go. for being here. Of course. Thank you. Guys, all the links are going to be linked down below. Go check it out. Lightweights out. Lightweights.